Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. I'm Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, our guest is Karen Nettles, who's not really a guest at all. She is one of the members of the Homeport crew. And we're going to update you on all of the many happenings right now with AGLCA and the loop. So, Karen, welcome back. Uh, glad to be here. I know yeah, we, we have appreciate- a lot of. Yeah, a lot of a lot going on. We appreciate you joining us. I just want to take a moment, like I always do, to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners and viewers to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. So to move on to the business at hand, lots going on with AGLCA this time of year. Uh, January just seems to be when there's an influx of things happening and deadlines for members to remember. So we've also got lots of events. It seems like a great time for Karen to to come into this and and help us go through all of the things happening. Yeah. And before we get going with 2022, I know that you did some stats for, uh, you know, loop completions in 2021. So do you want to share a few things about uh, what you found out with that information? Sure. And and we always have lots of people interested in wake crossings or those who have completed the loop. So 2021 was not a record year for loop completions. We had 130 loop completions reported to us here at AGLCA. 118 of those were brand new gold loopers, so crossing their wake for the first time. And we had 12 new platinum loopers in 2021. Um, So those were folks who were completing the Great Loop for the second time. So congratulations to those 130 boats. Passage Maker Magazine, who is one of our sponsors for the last few years, has been doing a Great Loop issue in March, and they will be doing that again this year. And it will include a listing of those boats. And in, in addition to the boat name this year, I think their plan is to also run uh, the make and model where possible of the boats. So lots of information coming from Passage Maker in the March issue about those 2021 loop completions. A lot of people thought that was going to be a record year. And, and Karen, I know you were hearing that at the Homeport crew too. What happened is that the second half of the year saw most of those completions. The first half of the year in 2021, we didn't have a whole lot of loop completions. Lots of people were out cruising again, but in 2020, in the kind of the height of the initial COVID shutdown, we didn't have a whole lot of people starting the loop. So for the first half of 2020, not a lot of people started out and therefore for the first half of 2021, we didn't have a lot of loop completions. So the total for the year wound up being 130. Um, we've also calculated a little bit about the size of the boats because that's always a question we get asked frequently. The average size boat that reported loop completion to us in 2021 was 40.5 feet. That is almost uh, spot on with the average across our entire database, which has been pretty consistent for the past several years. So the average great loop boat remains about 40 feet. Um, we also looked at the smallest boat that reported completion. The smallest one that had the, their length in our database was 24 feet. I will tell you, though, that one of the boats that finished was a, uh, a personal watercraft. Uh, so our jet ski looper, um, that length was not in our database. I believe it was, uh, from my knowledge of PWCs, it was one of the larger PWCs. 
uh, but definitely not 24 feet. So if you want to count that in, that would have been the smallest one that reported completion to us in 2021. And the largest was 70 feet. So from that aspect, 2021 kind of held pretty true to what we see a lot. We kind of have some outliers in the small boats. Um, you know, we've had somebody in the past do it in a dinghy um, or uh, paddling in a kayak. Um, so if you remove that outlier, the, the smallest boat is generally in the lower 20s. Um, largest is 70 feet. We've had a few larger than that in the past, but nothing all that unusual from that perspective in 2021. Um, we did have a member ask us to kind of break that down a little bit further kind of into port portiles, if that is the right word. Um, but basically, it kind of, there's not a whole lot of, of outliers, so to speak. Uh, 26, if I tried to look at 25 percentages, uh, roughly, 26% of the boats were over 45 feet. 27% were between 40 and 45 feet. 24% were between 35 and 39 feet. So I know those numbers, if you're just listening to the audio, that's a little bit hard to kind of, uh, you know, digest. Um, and 23% were under 35 feet. So basically uh, what we're getting at there is if you are in the under 35 feet category, you're not alone. That's almost a quarter of the boats. Um, same goes with over 45 feet. It's, it's roughly a quarter of the boats. Um, you know, about half are over 40 feet, about half are less than 40 feet. So um, again, I'm somebody who has trouble comprehending those numbers when it's just audio. Uh, so check out the video of this where we'll have those stats kind of listed there if you're just listening to the audio. The other thing we took a look at is, and this is the first time we've ever done this, is we looked at some of the popular boat makes for the loop for 2021 completion. So should I go ahead and list the, the top 10, so to speak, Karen? Sure. I'm sure the members and those listening are interested to know that, especially those that are looking for boats still. Yeah. And that's where we thought that this might be helpful. Um, uh, what you will notice is that the top 10 uh, boat makes only makes up about half of the loop completions. So there's a whole lot of other options out there. But the most popular ones, we actually had a three-way tie um, for uh, the, the four boats each. <laughs> I'm going to start from the bottom. Um, so American Tug, Great Harbor and Sea Ray. All three of those had four completions uh, recorded. And we didn't break that down by the length of the boat. We strictly were going with the makes for the boat. So again, um, tie for the bottom of our list with four boats completing were American Tug, Great Harbor, and Sea Ray. Um, coming in at number six was Grand Banks with five boats that reported completion. At number five was Bayliner, seven Bayliners completed the loop in 2021. Uh, we had a tie for third place between uh, two different models of or different makes of tugs, Ranger Tug and Nordic Tug. Both of them had eight completions. So if you add those with the American Tugs, that's become a pretty popular boat style is the Tugs. Um, so again, tied for third place was Nordic Tug and Ranger Tug with eight boats each. Carver came in at number two with nine boats. And probably not surprisingly to those who are uh, big watchers of the Burgies going by at the marinas, Mainship was the most popular make with 13 loop completions in 2021. So if you're wondering, um, and one of the things people wonder about those more popular makes, if you are in the market for a great loop boat and your intention is to sell it shortly after the loop, 
a lot of people are looking for the more popular brands because they may be easier to sell on the uh, completion. Now, right now, a lot of things are selling pretty quickly, so it may not matter as much. But if you're curious, those are the top brands for loop completions of 2021. And that's pretty much, you know, kind of the rundown, the wrap up of the boats that finished last year. Well, despite the numbers being down a little bit, it's good to know that people are out there cruising. You know, we've been hunkered down with COVID and so forth. So people are still getting out and about. And we know that this year people are out cruising already. And one of the biggest questions we get after we get into the new year are fleet t-shirts, something we started a few years ago. And people are eager to know, you know, all about the fleet shirts and how they can get their names on the shirt and so forth. So can you tell us a little about the shirts this year? Yeah, most definitely. So this year, um, and we've, as Karen said, we've been doing these fleet of shirts for a few years now, and they've become uh, quite popular. So we get a lot of questions, and it, it never fails that after these deadlines passed, we have some people who didn't know about them, um, and it's too late to get their boat name on the shirt. So we want to make sure we get it out there in every way possible for our members this year. Um, so the fleet shirts uh, list the name um, of each boat that is has asked to have their name on the shirt. So whether or not you're in the fleet of 2022 is really up to you. We ask that you only include your boat name if you are cruising at least part of the Great Loop route in 2022. You don't have to plan to finish it in 2022 to be on the shirt, though, because we know a lot of people are doing this over multiple years. So if you do plan to do any portion of the Great Loop route in 2022, you can put your boat name on our fleet of 2022 t-shirt. Uh, the deadline to add your boat name is February 28th, so still more than a month, uh, plenty of time. It's a real quick, simple form to fill out on our website. If you're looking for that form or more information, it is actually rotating in the big header on the greatloop.org homepage right now, and you can just tap on that, um, click here for more information in that header graphic, and that will bring you to a page that explains everything, has the form right on that page to add your boat name to the shirt. And the uh, deadline again for that is February 28th. We are also currently taking orders for the shirt. Um, and the order window is open for an extra month after the deadline. It's open until um, March 31st. You can order shirts in um, men's sizes, women's sizes, long sleeve. Uh, there's children's sizes available too. And um, those will be shipped or anticipating them being ready in early April. I'm sorry, late April to early May. So keep that in mind when you're specifying where you would like that shipped. So that's kind of the process. Um, really very simple. The shirts this year will be navy blue. Um, we may have to use a variety of different manufacturers because one of the, the shortages out there right now is actually t-shirts that get printed on. So uh, the color may vary a little bit, but we, they are uh, mostly going to be navy blue shirts. And if we have to substitute for some for a slightly different shade of blue, We'll do that, but you know, we're adaptable. <laughs> we're loopers. We can go with the flow on that. So that's the fleet of 2022 t-shirts and um, we welcome members to put their name on that shirt. Yeah. And I know members look forward to getting those shirts and they'll be excited to get them this year as well. Um, despite with those deadlines, we also have another deadline coming up. Like you said, we've got a lot going on the first of the year is the Harbor Host of the Year program. We're taking nominations for that. So can you tell us a little bit about the program and the award? Yeah, our Harbor Host program, uh, for those who aren't familiar with AGLCA Harbor Hosts, these are members who have volunteered to assist their fellow loopers when those loopers are cruising through their hometown. So it started off mostly as gold loopers, 
who, after finishing the loop, were just looking for a way to give back. Um, they had gotten some help along the way and wanted to do the same for others. But since then, it has really grown to where we have about uh, between five and 600 harbor hosts all around the route. And uh, basically, the harbor hosts are there to um, provide information about the local area. So whether that's where to eat or where to shop or things to see and do, or uh, some of them will even provide rides for provisioning since you're typically arriving without transportation. Uh, some will uh, meet you at a marina and have docktails, but it's really grown to include lots of planners as harbor hosts because you don't need a whole lot of great loop knowledge. You just need local knowledge. And it's a great way for our planners to get involved and really to have access to some of the current group of loopers and pick their brains a little bit and ask some questions and find out more about what the route is really like. So that's the program in general. I believe it's probably going on close to 10 years that we have been having the membership select a Harbor Host of the Year. And the award is named the True North Harbor Host of the Year in honor of its first recipients. Uh, Tom and Patsy Conrad were phenomenal volunteers for the association and their boat was True North. Um, so it's the True North Harbor Host of the Year Award. And it is basically designed to help recognize harbor hosts that have gone above and beyond over the course of the past year. So we are looking for our members who called upon harbor hosts to nominate someone that they, they met as a harbor host for Harbor Host of the Year. The nomination period is going on right now. Simple form on our website to nominate a harbor host. You just need to give us their name and what they provided, what service they provided, or what they did for you that you felt was above and beyond. We will publish the nominees, um, and the deadline for that is also February 28th. We will publish the nominees uh, early in March, and then the membership will have until March 31st to vote for a winner among those nominated finalists. Um, from there, we will uh, calculate those votes, and the winner will be, um, we will announce the winner so that that person has time to plan to attend the spring rendezvous complimentary to receive that Harbor Host of the Year True North Award. So that's um, kind of the deadlines there and they line up pretty well with the fleet shirt deadline. So keep it in, in mind on these things, the end of the month, uh, just to try to make it easier to remember is often where we set those. So February 28th is the end of the nomination period for Harbor Host of the Year. And then we'll put out the finalist list and March 31st will be the uh, deadline to vote among those finalists. So please participate in this. We get emails and forum posts all the time from people who are just, you know, singing the praises of Harbor hosts. And then it comes nomination time. Um, and we just want to remind everybody to make sure that they take this opportunity to officially recognize those people. Right. And I'm sure, like I said, people give it some thought and they can come up with quite a few harbor hosts that they've come in contact with over the past year that have been very helpful to them. So we look forward to honoring who that person may be once the members vote on that. So um, did you want to take a break now and, and uh, mention our sponsors or you want to keep moving before we dive into the rest of 2022 and other activities and stuff coming up? Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. I think that's a, a great idea because there is so much. Let's give everybody a little chance to take a breather and we'll play a message from a sponsor. When we come back, we'll kind of finish up with um, more of the happenings here at AGLCA. We'll be back in a moment. Curtis Stokes & Associates is a yacht brokerage company that specializes in great loop capable boats. Curtis Stokes is a supporter of AGLCA at the Admiral level. If you're looking to buy or sell a Great Loop veteran from a trusted and knowledgeable broker, 
visit the company on the web at curtisstokes.net. Email curtisstokes at curtisstokes.net or call 954-684-0218. We're back on Great Loop Radio. Today, the Homeport crew is discussing the many happenings with AGLCA. Uh, Come the first of the year, there tends to be a lot going on that we want to make sure our members know about. So we are using this opportunity to fill you in on everything happening. Um, What's next on the list, Karen? Uh, in-person events. Uh, you know, we returned to in-person events back in this past fall. Um, so I know that we've got a full slate coming up in 2022. So what can we expect with in-person events this year? Yeah, it's expected to be a pretty full calendar. And after going for close to two years without anything at all happening face-to-face, um, we are glad to be back to those events. Uh, many of you probably know that the Winter Rendezvous is happening this weekend, uh, while well, starting this weekend on Sunday, January 23rd to 25th in Fort Myers, Florida. That, of course, is sold out, but we're looking forward to a great event. And, and again, with having gone for so long without anything happening face-to-face, these events tend to be selling out more quickly than we're used to. So this is our first full Winter Rendezvous in Fort Myers Um and it is a sellout with a long waiting list. So if, if you missed out on that, we do have more rendezvous coming up, of course. Um, we'll be having our spring and fall rendezvous as we always do in 2022. The spring rendezvous is actually happening May 2nd through 5th. And we do have the date and time registration is opening. So if you're planning on attending that, um, again, that one is not typically a sellout, but everything seems to be different um, post the COVID shutdown and things are selling out much more quickly. So we encourage you not to wait if it's important to you to want to attend that event. Um, Again, the event is in May, May 2nd through 5th in Norfolk, Virginia. Registration for that will open on Monday, February 7th at noon Eastern time. So definitely note that date and time if you plan to attend the Spring Rendezvous. All of the details will be on the website. Um, They're not there quite yet, but they'll be there in advance of that. We need to get through the the Winter Rendezvous and, and Take a little bit of a breath and get all of the details that you'll need to register for this spring rendezvous up onto the website. So um, just a couple of weeks from now, though, you'll be able to register for the spring. And again, registration opens Monday, February 7th at noon Eastern time. In addition to those rendezvous, um, we, of course, will be having our fall rendezvous uh, in October. But we also are working on some of our Great Loop Cruising, a guide to the Looper lifestyle sessions. There is one that has registration open now. There are still spaces available. It is happening March 25th and 26th in the Bay Area of Houston, Texas. So these can be found under the events menu on the greatloop.org website. Registration, as I said, is open for the Looper Lifestyle Seminar in Houston. I guess I should mention a little bit about what those different seminars are. Rendezvous are typically three to four day events. They're kind of, I describe them as complete immersion in the Great Loop. There are two seminar tracks running at the same time. One is a route briefing and it gives um, very great detail on navigating the Great Loop route. So here in Fort Myers, we'll be taking you from Fort Myers to Norfolk, Virginia, which is the site of the next rendezvous. In um, several hours of seminars that point out things to see and do, places to tie up or anchor, Um, you know, navigation tips, things like that are what happen in the route briefing. And then we also have our looping 101 track, which is a little bit more planning type information. Um, So things like uh, weather and anchoring, 
um, and marine electronics are the types of things covered in the looping 101 track. So that's happening all the time. Um, and then in the late afternoons at our rendezvous, we have looper crawls, which is when many of the boats in the harbor that are, are there as part of our event will open up for others to tour. So it's a great opportunity um, if you don't yet have your great loop boat to board many great loop capable boats in one place, talk to the owners, see what boats are really like when somebody's living aboard. And it's also a great social time. Rendezvous include meals because that also is part of that camaraderie that loopers are famous for. So that's kind of in a nutshell what a rendezvous is. And then we also have, um, as I mentioned, Great Loop Cruising, a guide to the looper lifestyle. Those are typically day and a half events. Um, the first half day covers details about how to find and buy. Um, and usually we also cover how to finance or whether to finance your Great Loop boat. And then the second day is a full day, and that covers um, kind of general information about the Great Loop and how to plan for it. And, and, you know, a little bit more introductory than our rendezvous are. They're kind of geared towards people who are new to the idea of the Great Loop, perhaps even still trying to decide if it is something that they even want to do. Um, and those, uh, the registration for those includes a, an AGLCA membership. So those are, are great if you're just getting started to the Loop. If you are already a member, we'll just extend your membership. If you're not, it's a great time to join because you're getting that membership free. So those are the upcoming events. We are working on a couple of more looper lifestyles. Um, most likely the best place for us to fit them in is going to be sometime in the summer months because we're trying to fit them between the spring rendezvous and the fall rendezvous. So that's what's coming up as far as live events. Okay, so people can just check on the um, events calendar for the things you've already mentioned and those that we may add to the calendar later. So they'll all be on the website. Um, in addition to the events and all the other activities and deadlines we have going on, I know uh, the annual fundraiser for advocacy efforts always is going on this time of year. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Um, we have a, a coalition of recreational boating associations that AGLCA takes part with. Um, the other members are um, the Marine uh, Trawler Owners Association, the Seven Seas Cruising Association, and the Fever Cruisers. And we have partnered together for several years now to work on advocacy. Most of the budget that we need goes towards paying for a lobbyist in Florida. And, and Florida has proven to be a bellwether state for anchoring regula regulations because there is so much coastline and so many boats here that, you know, they laws tend to be enacted here and then kind of spread. So we've been fighting hard for many years to keep anchorages open for cruisers. Um, we made a lot of progress last year, but that effort is expected to need to continue this year. Um, we also have um, some things going on right now in Kentucky, a safe boating bill. We certainly are in favor of safe boating and, and the bill there is not problematic at all. It's really just requiring a, um, voters to have taken a NASBLA approved safe boating course. That's already needed for the Great Loop. There are a few states along the way that require a NASBLA approved course and uh, the, the boating safety card that you get when you take that course. So if Kentucky does in fact pass that, it really doesn't change much for loopers, but we're continuing to monitor that legislation to make sure that nothing is added as an amendment that perhaps would be challenging for loopers. Um, but right now, Kentucky's law would recognize those cards from other states. So um, just monitoring that to make sure everything stays um, looper friendly, <laughs> so to speak. And there is also a bill that's been introduced in New York that would require uh, scheduled 
dredging of the waterways. Now, I'm not sure where that'll go because, you know, the funding for it is completely uh, not clear at this point. So we'll be following up on that bill, monitoring it, um, seeing if there is a way at this early stage for us to support that because, of course, dredging um, helps to keep the waterways free and clear for uh, boats the size of looper boats to be able to safely navigate. And then there are a few bills filed in Florida, as I mentioned, um, where we have a lobbyist working on our behalf. So all of that, uh, we do not fund our advocacy efforts from membership dues. And that's because we know that not everybody really um, is in agreement on some of these issues. So we do it as a separate fundraising drive. AGLCA's goal, based on our share of what the lobbyist will cost and, and a little bit extra to cover um, some of the monitoring we're doing in other states, our goal for this year is $20,000. We are at about $9,000. So in the first few weeks of the year, we're doing really well. Um, but it's actually a very small percentage of our members who have contributed at this point. And it's not just members only that can contribute to the advocacy fund. We are doing this on behalf of our members, but the result is actually a benefit for all cruisers, whether they're AGLCA members or not. So we really encourage those of you listening. Um, we are more than happy to accept small amounts. Um, so if it's you know not in your budget to make a large contribution, small contributions are completely welcome. Um, all of the details about pretty much everything we're talking about today are in the latest news section. If you go to the greatloop.org website, scroll down a little bit, there are some blocks that are meant to draw attention to uh, some of the things happening. One of them is latest news. And if you don't see the topic you're looking for of what we just talked about on that main page, click on the view more and they're all there. So you'll, you'll get to a page that gives you all of the details about the advocacy fundraising and a link to contribute. So we really encourage those of you, um, whether you're members or not, if you enjoy this podcast, a, a great way to show us appreciation for the podcast would be to contribute to the advocacy fund. We're really hoping to reach our goal within the next month or so. So anything you can do to help with that is much appreciated. I'm sure we'll have people that will contribute and will meet the goal. They always come through and are very generous to support the, the cause. So they always the, do. The and, um, yeah. yeah. Every year we get a little nervous. Are we going to make it and be able to, to pay this person that we've contracted? And um, the voting community comes through. So we appreciate all of you for doing that. Yeah. And uh, we have one more thing we wanted to touch on, another activity we have going on, and that's the quarterly um, photo contest. So can you tell us how that works? Yeah, um, this is also something that's become pretty popular over the last few years. We'll be doing our photo contest quarterly throughout 2022. Um, we ask members to submit photos that they've taken during a specific segment of the Great Loop each quarter, typically kind of the, the part that loopers are in right now. Um, the photos for the first quarter have already been submitted, but we will be putting those out on our website, uh, the ones that were submitted, and we will open it for voting Um from this Friday, the 21st through um, Friday, January 28th. So you've got a week to look at those winners. Um, I'm sorry, the ones that have been submitted for the first quarter and then vote for the winners. The winners for this quarter will be announced on January 31st. The big benefit to all of us from people contributing photos and to the winners is that they will be used to make the 2023 Great Loop calendar. So each each uh, week on that, or I'm sorry, each month on the calendar features one of the winners from the quarterly photo contest. So three winners each quarter. We repeat this process each quarter. So just keep an eye on the forum and the website for when it's time to submit photos again. It'll be happening again in April. 
Um, but for the meantime, uh, the voters are out there for the those that have been submitted for the first quarter. Go out and vote. And if you're still looking for a 2022 Great Loop calendar, if you go to the shop menu on the greatloop.org website, um, you'll find a link there. I, I believe the link is to um, Virgie it- or logo items and gifts or something along that line. Um, but you should be able to find that pretty easily on the website. There's a link there to our Zazzle store. And that is where you can order a calendar for 2022. Well, like I said, there is a lot going on this year and we, we've run out of time. I think you've covered everything. And obviously people can uh, listen to the podcast again to catch the dates and deadlines and so forth. Either obviously uh, head to the website and get more information. Yeah, Absolutely. One last thing to mention super quick um, that just happened in the last day. Um, we've got orders opening for the Down East Loop Virgie. Uh, we got have many members who do the Down East Loop, with, which if you're not familiar with that, is a circumnavigation of um, part of Canada and um, New England. So it kind of goes up through the St. Lawrence Seaway, around the coast of Maine, um, in through Long Island Sound to New York City, and then uh, back up to the Seaway. So and again, like the Great Loop, the Down East Loop, you can start just about anywhere. has to be done in a summer because of the, the northern reaches of it. Um, so it's typically a summer cruise with Canada currently um, and hopefully remaining open to vaccinated U.S. tourists. Um, we have many members planning a Down East Loop cruise this summer. Um, there is a Down East Loop Burgee that AGLCA uh, became the keeper of several years ago. So we just uh, we do those as pre-orders. So we just opened the ordering window for that, it is under Burgies on the shop menu on the website. You can go there and order your Down East Loop Burgie if you plan to cruise that this summer. We're taking orders until the end of February, I believe. It says there right on the order page if I'm wrong about that date. If you are not a member, you can still purchase a Down East Loop Burgie, but you will have to call us to do that. So 877-GR8 for great. That's 877-GR8 Loop is the main phone number for AGLCA, and you can reach us that way. So Um, Karen Nettles, thank you for joining me again to walk us through all of these many happenings. We appreciate you being here. You're quite welcome. We will be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.